Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Good to see Joe up and going. Amen. Amen. We've been praying for Joe. Amen. Amen, Joe. I, I told him in the, you know, out in the foyer, I said, you know, he, he's doing good. I told Mike, I said, he don't, didn't make him look any better, but he's doing good. <laughs> Amen. Matthew chapter 6, if you would please stand for the reign of God's word if you're able to this evening. We're in a series that I think is a very important series. I think it's something that that we fail to understand and see many times, and that is learning to hear God. I think we get so tied up with this world. I think we get so many things in front of us that we fail to hear, uh, um, hear the Lord speaking. And I, I spoke of how the, you know, having problems with my hearing anyways uh, from in the past, probably from uh, the business that I was in that had a high pitch, uh, what they call horizontal frequency that damaged my ears a little bit. And uh, the other shooting guns or something like that, I don't know, just being around equipment and things that probably damaged my hearing a little bit. But uh, I have to, many times, I have to be able, I, if there's a lot of background noise, i got to be looking at somebody. I have to really tune in to somebody to understand what they're saying. I, can, I know that they're speaking. It's like when Janine, sometimes she's speaking and, and she walks into another room. And I can hear her talking, but I can't understand what she's saying. It's probably for the best, probably. But anyway, <laughs> many times, uh, uh, and I think many times we kind of know that the Lord's speaking, don't we? But we don't know what He's saying because we're not really tuned in and listening. And I think it's so important that we learn to listen to the Lord. And, and so we're looking here tonight in Matthew chapter 6. Go with me down to verse 25. It says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, and neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his, his stature? And that's talking about growing. Uh, a cubit would be the from the tip of your finger to, to your elbow, that would be a cubit, basically 18 inches. So how many of you could say, I want to grow 18 inches? If you want to play basketball, that'd be a good thing to be able to do, but I don't think it's going to happen, amen? And he's, he goes on and he tells us here, he says, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, and they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which, it, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Wherefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whither withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. If you look at that verse one more time, let me read it one more time. That is our text. 
It says, Take therefore no thought for, to, for, for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, Knowing God's Voice by His Relevance. Knowing God's Voice by His Relevance, and we'll explain that in a moment. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Lord, I sure do need you. I need your presence. I need your power. I need the strength of the Holy Spirit to guide me, to cause my tongue to say the things that should be said, and Lord, to leave off that which should not be said. Lord, I pray that you'd help us each, Lord, to tune our ears and our hearts to you. It's more than just hearing with the ear, but it's with the heart. And Lord, that we might allow you to direct our lives and guide us. We thank you, Lord, so much for loving us. Thank you for the folks that are here. Thank you for those that have recovered from the COVID and, and health issues. Lord, there's others, Lord, that are, are facing health issues. I pray for Larry. Lord, I pray that you'd be with him. And Lord, just, of course, be with Connie and the family. Lord, I pray that you watch over them. Lord, do pray that you'd be with others who are, are battling illness and Jan and others. Lord, I pray that you watch over them. Strengthen us, Lord, to live for you. And may we, as the church, Lord, may we be a witness and testimony for Jesus Christ in these days that seem so different than we've seen in a long time. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be that witness and testimony for you. Help us to focus on you for this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. So many times we're trying to outthink or maybe outthink things and worry about the past and the future and and by doing so, we miss what's relevant for right now. And I think so many times we get caught up in that. I think that uh, sometimes we're so worried about everything out here. And let me just say this, and, I'm not, and, I'm, and I don't, I don't want to get political, but I know that this is, and as a pastor, I know this is on the hearts and minds of people, all the things that's taken place recently. And, uh, but you know what? God has a plan. God's in control. Can I, can I tell you something? That uh, He's still on the throne. He's still on the throne. Uh, he's still in control. And he's still the Savior, still looking to save souls, still looking to, to strengthen and use the church to magnify him and glorify him. And, and sometimes we can get so focused out here about the future on all those things that we're not thinking about what's relevant right now. Or sometimes we get so caught up in the past, what has happened in the past, maybe our past, maybe we had a bad past or a difficult time or a struggle in our lives and stuff, and we're so focused on the past that we don't hear what God's saying about what's relevant right now. And so we're going to deal with that a little bit tonight because I think it's important because I see how it could get us to where we cannot hear the voice of God. You see, the Lord is relevant and He wants to speak to me about now and here. He wants to speak to us about where we are today. Okay, where we are today. And I will say, yes, He has plans. He wants us to, to look to the future as far as uh, He wants you to be saved so that you can go to heaven in the future. He wants you to live for Him so that He's glorified and, and so on. But He's focusing as He speaks to us on today. On today, and we'll deal with that a little bit more and give you a little more understanding of that. But the Lord's voice is, always has relevance, meaning that it has to do with the matter that's at hand, and that's what's pertinent and applicable. God is, is a God of here and now. Uh, we, I read a little poem that a lady wrote this morning, and basically what it was is, is as she wrote, and I can't quote it verbatim, but she said, he, she said in that, she said, I'm, she said, don't, don't be uh, worrying about. What used to be, because the Lord said, I am not, I was. So don't be, 
Don't be so tied up about and, and worrying so much about the future because my name is not I will be. He said, but think about now because I am. And he is the great I am. That means he is relevant right now. Too many times we think, well, things are going to get better in the future. Hey, you know what? I, I still have the best of both worlds. And I praise God for that, his goodness to us. And well, we need to just begin to thank the Lord for his goodness to us. And so we're, we, as we look at this tonight, first of all, let's recognize his voice by the relevance to time. We spoke of that just a little bit there. But look here with me in verse 34. Again, it says, and therefore... Uh, take, therefore, no thought for the morrow. Otherwise, what's going to happen out in the future here? For the morrow or the future shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The Lord's communications to us are always timely. Sometimes it seems like He's not speaking fast enough, and sometimes uh, we, we want Him to speak faster and tell us what He wants right now. But His communications to you and I is always timely. It's always on time, always will be, always has been. And it's timely. He cares about the now. He, he who commands you not to be concerned or worried about tomorrow will not burden your mind with the concern about the future. He says, listen, don't let those things control you. Don't let the future uh, get you so tied up that you don't know what's going on right now. When your thoughts are filled with worries and cares about what tomorrow may bring, you can be sure that you're not hearing the voice, especially about the relevance of today. When we're worried about that future, our mind is not thinking about what the Lord wants us to do right now. It's just like uh, many times uh, 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 when the Lord's trying, we get our mind so wrapped up in, in, in things that's going to happen. That there's some things that need to be taking place right now, we need to be doing right now, and there's some things that we need to be uh, uh, zeroing in on right now, and yet we're so worried about the future that we shovel them aside and we don't hear what God's saying about that. One of them, let me say this right now, and I, I mentioned a little bit this more, is the fact is we need to be busy about getting the gospel out. You can worry about the future, and you can worry about the leadership, and you can worry about all that out there. Hey, listen... Don't worry about that. Worry, don't worry, but look at today and what's relevant. And God is speaking today. Today is how we need to get the Word of God out. Today. Getting the gospel out, reaching lost souls, seeing lives changed, getting people to turn to the Lord and encouraging people and strengthening them in the Lord. Satan quickly uses the worry of tomorrow to interfere with your fellowship today. Every person in this room, you've been in a, in a situation in your life where where you've been worried about something in the future that, and it kept you from really having a close walk with the Lord right then. You're so worried about what's going to happen that you fail to stop and realize, hey, listen, I can have fellowship with the Lord today and I can enjoy the Lord today. And you're, you're so worried about the future of those things that you fail to see what God is trying to do in your life today. You know... It's good to, to work and to lay up and store and to, and to try to provide maybe for the future. But if your life is only about storing up everything for the future, you're going to miss the blessings of today. I've known of men who their lives were... I think of a man that... And I, and, and I, and, and I can't call his name because of we live stream, but... It, down in southeast Missouri, 
he was always so so worried about the future of how to make more money and more money and more money and more money and, and laying up all this and, and buying all this and buying more land and, and always his whole life. He would lay awake at night trying to figure out how to, to make another dollar and so, so consumed with it. And his kids grew up. And he spent very little time with them. Oh, he could buy them this and that and give it to them, but he missed out on some of the greatest years of their lives and enjoying them because he was always about the future, about making more and more out there. He was thinking, well, I'm building this for my children and 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 they're going to have all this when I'm gone one of these days. You know what they would like to have had right then? Was their daddy. To enjoy that. To enjoy that. Different ones over the years have talked about how that they missed out on some great parts of their, their marriages or their children because of always about the future instead of taking the time for the day. And you know what? That's the same way with our relationship with the Lord. We miss out on what God has. Satan is busy to try to get us to worry about tomorrow, to interfere with our fellowship with the Lord today. It brings about a fear of lack of God's presence and, and the future presence in our life circumstances. Can I ask you something? Uh, uh, do you believe the Lord's presence is now? Do you believe that, that He's just going to walk off and leave you? No, He's not going to, is He? Well, well preacher, no, because the Bible says, uh, he, he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's right. So he's, His presence is there, correct? What about tomorrow? Will His presence be there? Well, yeah, because He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What about 10 years from now? Yeah, because he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. You see, there's a relevance about him wanting you to look at today and have fellowship with him today. Because every person in this room, can I say this, and it doesn't matter what your age is. We've got some in here that's pretty young. We've got some of you that are getting pretty mature. (laughs) I'm being nice. And the fact is, is that we don't know what tomorrow holds. Today is really, right now is all that we really have. That's all we've got. So why become so worried about the future and all that stuff that could happen, that might happen, that you're worried about? When today is all you got. And Lord's speaking to us today and wanting that fellowship with us today. So when you hear the when you when you when you hear someone speaking to you about today and the relevance of today, many times it's the Lord. Because Satan doesn't work that way. He wants to get your mind on the future or on the past. He wants to keep you messed up and He wants to keep you stirred up and He wants to keep you from that fellowship with God. Lord knows the most important period of time is always the now. Because that's all we have. He knows the nows soon become the yesterdays. If we take care of the nows, we will have no regrets. 
He also knows that our nows determine our future when the future becomes our now. You see, it's like a building block. It's not like, okay, uh, I'm not going to worry about pouring a foundation. I want to get, get the building up. No. The now is the foundation. You've got to get the foundation. Then you move to the next step. But without considering the foundation of now we, and, and, and always worried about putting the building up, the building will crumble because it doesn't have the foundation. Many Christians are missing out on, on hearing the voice of God because they're not interested in the foundation, the now that He's trying to lay in our lives so that we can have those things in the future. One of these days, those things, that the now, it will affect the future. It will then become our now. God's preparing us. Years and years ago, a fellow, I had different ones ask me. I was a youth pastor. Of course, I had a business before that and, and, I, and so forth. And I was in the ministry then too. But uh, a fellow asked me, he said, would you ever, I was a youth pastor. He said, hey, do you ever think about pastoring? I said, no. He said, you don't want a pastor? I said, no. God began to work in my life and the nows begin to turn into the future. And the future now is that I'm pastoring. You see, God deals with the now. The psalmist said in Psalms 118.24, says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You realize this is a day God's made for you and me. And so he speaks to us today. Satan does it. He speaks to us about tomorrow, the future. But the Lord begins to do that. In, in contrast, the devil tries to divert your attention to the past or the future, as we said. And he, he realizes that if he can get anyone to looking back, they could stumble. You see, when you're trying to go somewhere and you're always looking back, you don't know what's in front of you. And that's why so many Christians are stumbling because they're looking back at your past. Can I tell you something? Let me just do it. Let me just slow say it. not going to cost you anything else, okay? I'm going to charge you for this. Your past is exactly that. It's the past. You can't go back and change it. If you haven't got forgiveness of it, you can get forgiveness if there's some things in there. You, the Lord said that He would, uh, uh, in, in 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That past becomes nothing because it's under the blood of Jesus Christ. Quit looking back at that thing. Don't be like the little boy that his cat died and he went out and he buried that cat. He left the tail sticking up out of the ground. Every day after school, he'd walk out there, grab hold of that tail, pick it up, look at the cat, put it back down the ground, cover it up. Next day, he'd come back out there, he'd pick that cat, look at it like that, put it back down in the ground. Every day, it was getting more rotten and more rotten. The, and the, everything was beginning to eat on it. He went out there one day, grabbed hold of the tail, and the tail came off. <laughs> Can I tell you? Just cut the tail off or bury it with it, amen? Quit going out and digging it up. It's gone. But Satan wants to tell you that it's still there. My friend, I want you to know something. It's under the blood of Jesus Christ. Quit looking to the past. It's going to cause you to stumble. Look at the now, what God has for you. And what He wants to do in your life, and He speaks to you concerning today. 
The Lord does give us goals and promises for the future. But we must remember his focus is on the present. James chapter 4 and begin verse 13 says, Go to now. Otherwise, right now. It says, Ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. And then he gives us the verse that we quote so often. Verse 14 says, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. Today's all you've got. Listen to the voice of the Lord as he speaks about today and how that we're to live for him today. There's the relevance of time. Then recognize God's voice by his relevance of resources. Look at verse 25 of Matthew 6. He says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat in the body than raiment? You see, God's voice is always relevant in regard to the resources that we have. It's always relevant. Ours and His. His resources, our resources. He would not have you to worry about seemingly being, having inadequate resources, even though those things are basic needs, such as food and, and shelter and stuff of that nature, and clothing. But Satan and this world would, would try to get you to think, I don't have enough. I can't make it. And, and, and on goes the, the list of things that Satan will try to get you to, as he's speaking to you, you don't have enough. You can't make it. You can't do this. You can't do that. Because you, you lack in, in, in resources. But the voice of God says, I can take what you got and I can multiply it. And I can do great things with it. Many times we get in a position where we're so worried because we think that we don't have what we need. And God says, wait a minute, you're missing the point here. You know, on different times, the Lord fed thousands with just a lunch. He didn't turn this. And, and, and Jesus could have, said, could have looked down here and they was there beside the seaside and he could have seen the rocks laying there and he could have said, rocks turn into bread. And those rocks would have turned into bread. They would have. But God doesn't major on magic. He majors on using resources. Such as the little boy's lunch that he took and he broke the bread and the fishes and, and he multiplied it as they handed it out. Reminding you and me that God will take what you have. Doesn't matter how inadequate it is. Doesn't matter how small it is. That he can take what you have and he can multiply it. Over and over through the years, I remember seeing how God had in our lives and seeing how God paid bills that we didn't have. We had the inadequate finances to take care of certain bills. Inadequate resources to do certain things and see him take them and, and stretch them and change them. Had, had a vehicle that became inadequate because the transmission was going out of it and we knew that we couldn't uh, afford a, a, another vehicle. And, we, and I asked the, the mechanic, I said, how long? Uh, I was driving, we was coming back from a wedding and, and we was on Highway 67 and all of a sudden the thing was, whoa, no. I took it out of overdrive, put it down in drive, and it took off. Overdrive went out of it. 
Next day, I took it to a mechanic, and I said, hey, I said, this is what happened. I said, uh, if I put it in overdrive, I said, just like it's in neutral. I said, I can put it in drive, and I said, it'll keep on going. He said, uh, I said, how long do you think it, I could drive it that way? He looked at me. He said, three minutes, three miles, three days. I said, I'll try for the three days. <laughs> we drove that. It was an S10 Blazer. We drove it for, I don't know, a year, two years. Was it two years? I got I to gotta look at my wife. You all don't look. I, two years. <laughs> for two years. And finally, we'd saved up enough money, and we found a used car that, that uh, we could afford, and, and so... Um, I was going to trade it in, and, and a man in the church said, hey, he said, you're going to get a car? And I said, yeah. He said, what are you going to do with your blazer? I said, I'm going to trade it in. He said, I'll buy it from you. I said, no, you don't want to buy it. <laughs> he said, well, why? And I said, and I told him about the transmission. He said, no problem. I said, everything else works. I said, no. He said, tell me what you want for it. I said, nope. Tell me what you give me for it. And so he told me. I thought, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> And I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. I said, I'm telling you. I said, it's been running for two years. I said, they said, you know, it wasn't going to last even three weeks. He said, that's okay. So he bought it. We bought the car. And he took it home. He sold it to a fella. Happened to be my cousin. <laughs> it lasted three days. <laughs> Transmission went out. <clears throat> I heard about it, and I said, I'm sorry. He said, nope. He said, you told me. And uh, so he had put transmission in it. And uh, but God took our resources, what we had. I could have went out and gotten debt, and we couldn't afford it and bought something. But God that day, in the relevance of time, said, wait, I'll keep it going. And took the resources that we had and done what was needed. Satan will say this, you better go get another one. You, 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 you got you to go, go borrow the money. Uh, go do this. Go do that. And go, you know, whatever. And he will work against you. But when you hear that voice that says, you know what, I can take what you have, I can take your resources, I can stretch it, I can make it go farther, that's the voice of God. Because God delights in doing great things in your life and my life. He desires for us to see the hand that He has in our lives. And yet, today, because we are not listening, we've missed the hand of God. Because we're looking out here, we're looking back here, and we're not looking at right here. As God is speaking now about something that is relevant in your life, something that He's dealing with right now in your life. When you focus on, when, when the focus is on, on obeying the Lord and allowing Him to take what you have and use it for His glory. Listen, you'll know it's His voice, and He'll and, and the Lord will, will say, I'll provide. 
Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You stop and think about it. It didn't say He's going to supply all your wants. He said, I will supply all your needs. But how often do we get to a place where we're worried about our needs and we do something else instead of listening to God? We need to learn to listen when he says, I will supply your needs. I will take care of that. I will meet the needs that you have. You see, as we focus our eyes and our hearts on on the supplier, the Lord Jesus Christ, it draws us nearer to him. And what is needed today in every Christian's life is to be drawn closer to the Lord. But my friend, if you're thinking about the future, if you're worried about the future, if you're worried about all the resources, if you're looking at yourself and saying, I don't have enough, and God says, you've got enough, and you say, I don't have enough. Hey, listen, you're missing the supplier, the one that can take little and make much. You see, those who came out to hear him preach by the thousands had no food, yet he multiplied it and fed them. Satan will always say your resources are not enough. And then we can know God's voice by his relevance to circumstances. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6 it says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Our circumstances, many times we we look at our circumstances and we're thinking, if I didn't have this circumstance in my life, I would be able to, I could serve God in a greater way or this or that. Or maybe we're thinking, if I had more time, I could, whatever it is. We might even be saying, if I didn't have to do this, I could. If I didn't have this in my life, if I didn't have this, circumstance in my life. There's so much more that I could do. And, and I, I, I could serve the Lord greater. I could do this in a greater way. I could, I could do this for God. But my circumstances are keeping me from that. You realize that that's what Satan wants you to think. You can't do it because of your circumstances. You can't do it because of this in your life or that in your life. You can't live for the Lord because of your past. You can't, you can't serve God because of this. And you can't be faithful because of this. And, and on, you can't tithe because of you've got all these bills. And you look at all your circumstances. You come up with all these excuses why you can't. Satan is feeding you continually about your circumstances and your your problems, your difficulties, your struggles that's going on that's keeping you from doing what God wants you to do. You realize that that's what Satan wants you to think? God says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He knows your circumstance. He did not cause them. If he did not cause them, let me put it this way, because he can. If he did not cause them, he allowed them. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what your struggle is necessarily. Oh, I may know a few. God didn't necessarily cause those struggles, but He did allow them. And so there's a reason. There's a purpose behind it. You see, a lot of times we think that everything is just free-floating and everything goes along and, and God doesn't have control. My friend, God has control over all things. All things. 
And some of them we question and we wonder, why would God allow this in my life? Why would this circumstance come into my life? How could a loving God allow this to happen? Why am I facing this? And as I said, it's not necessarily that God did those things, but He did allow those things. And some things He did do. Because He's doing a work in your life and my life, and He's trying to get us to listen to Him. The problem is, is in our circumstances, we're not listening to the voice of God. Over and over again, I've, I've said this, if we would just listen, if we just listen. I've told my kids, I've told teenagers as a youth pastor, if you just listen, it'd save you a lot of heartache, save you a lot of trouble, save you a lot of struggles. Say, so where'd you hear that at from my dad? When I do something I wasn't supposed to do, he said, if you, I told you, he said, if you would just listen, you wouldn't have that problem. And God looks at you and me and He says, wait a minute. He said, don't, don't let the circumstance keep you from serving me and living for me. He said, there's so much I want to do. And in your circumstances, God is trying to speak. I don't know what you're going through necessarily, but can I tell you that God is trying to speak to you in your circumstances? It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a difficult time, a struggle, a health problem, a, 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 a death, a, a financial problem, a, a, a work problem, or, or a family problem. God's trying to speak to you in the circumstance, not outside the circumstance. He's trying to get you to listen to Him while the circumstance is going on, and He wants to use the circumstance to bring you to Him. But the problem is, God knows our present circumstance, and He, and, and he, he will cause us to be more triumphant and invaluable in those if we allow Him to, and that He might bring honor and glory to His name in those circumstances. God uses those for His honor and glory in your life and mine. But if we're upset, if we're fuming because of them, or just waiting for the circumstances to change, we'll never hear Him in the circumstances where He's wanting to speak to us and do, great, do a great work in our lives and, and those around us. You see, most of us, what we want, we want everything changed. We're waiting for the circumstance to get better. And God's trying to speak in the circumstance. We're waiting for God to do something and then we'll listen to Him. We're waiting for that problem to go away. Our focus is on the problem changing and the, problem, the circumstance changing when our focus should be on, Lord, you're trying to speak to me in this circumstance. Help me to listen. Help me to hear your voice. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, 6, and 7. And I claimed it as my last verse and quote it so often. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Many times we try to understand our situation. We try to understand the circumstances. Uh, have you tried to understand why you got rear-ended the other day? Lord, what's this? What's the reason? But God has a reason to allow it. God has a purpose. He has a plan. He knows what's going on. He never missed a thing. He didn't go to sleep. He didn't turn his head. He didn't hear about it on the news. He knew it before it ever happened. Circumstances. 
Trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. Boy, it's time that in our, in our circumstances, we need to begin to acknowledge God. In all this, the stuff that's going on right now, whether it be the COVID or whether it be the, the politics or whether it be the financial uh, situations and, and, and different things that's happening, or, or just not even in, in, in our town, but around the globe. You know what? Those circumstances, we ought, to, we ought to be acknowledging God and say, God, you're trying to speak. In all these circumstances. But you know what most of us are doing? We're focusing on getting out of the circumstances instead of listening to God. We're focusing on, boy, when, when this gets better, I'm going to get in there and serve God. When things get better, I'm going to start telling people about Jesus Christ. When things get better, I'm going to... I don't mean to be negative, but what if they never get better? And you're waiting for the circumstances to change. Lord, when, when my health gets better, I will do this for you. What if your health never gets better? You mean you're just not going to serve Him? Not going to live for Him? Many times we're waiting for the circumstances to change and so that things are better, what we think are better, so before we begin to serve and live for the Lord. He says, trust the Lord with all thy heart, lean on to thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge Him. And goes on and says, and he will direct thy path. But he goes on, verse 7, he says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. He says, keep on serving me. Keep your eyes on me. Don't put your eyes on the circumstances. John Bunyan, most of you know the name John Bunyan. If you're not, you know about the book called Pilgrim's Progress. John Bunyan was thrown in prison for his faith. Had not John Bunyan been thrown in prison for his faith, we would not have today probably Pilgrim's Progress, a wonderful book about Christianity, basically. The Apostle Paul, if the Apostle Paul, when he was thrown in prison, was said, Boy, I could, I could be planting more churches right now and I need to get out of here, God, and I need to be planting more churches. I could, I could start more churches, God, if you just get me out of this jail. You realize that most of, uh, a vast majority of the New Testament that was written by the Apostle Paul was written from prison? And you never heard Paul lamenting about being in prison trying to get out of his circumstances. But it was a time for him to listen to the voice of God. And God used it and brought about what we have today that has helped so many of us in a tremendous way. Realizing, seeing that the Apostle Paul sat in a prison and yet his attitude wasn't about his circumstances. His attitude was, I want to serve God. I want to be obedient. I want to hear from Him. In fact, he said, that I might know Him. That I might know Him. My friend, in our circumstances, we ought to say, Lord, I want to hear Your voice. I want to know You. I want to know You. You see, the Lord is speaking to us. And it will be about our present circumstances, which He knows all about. 
He doesn't speak to us about what could be or what could have been. But He speaks to us about now and about the circumstances that we're in. The Lord knows that what's going on, and He'll speak to you about what is happening now, not what might have been if. He looks at the circumstances now. The enemy, Satan, will try to get your focus on what he says is, is your limitations because of your circumstances rather than the opportunities. You see, the circumstances always makes it seem dark. But can I tell you that the light always shines brighter in the dark. So when it begins to get dark in your circumstances, look for the light. As the Lord begins to speak to you, the Lord will speak in the midst of your circumstances. So focus on what He has to say, not your circumstances. You'll know God's voice by His relevance in regard to time because He's speaking about now. About in relevance to your resources because He wants to Speak to you about what He can use that's in your life right now and about your circumstances that you're in right now. You'll know God's voice because He speaks about the things that are relevant now in your life. Satan will try to get you to think about what your past was or to worry about the future. God says, right now, listen to me now. Hear my voice now. Follow the word of God now. Serve me now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, that your voice can be recognized by its relevance. It deals with now. Father, we thank you that, yes, our nows, they will affect and determine our future, that in the future, that will become our now. Lord, I pray that you help us to live for you, help us to trust you, help us to listen intently in the circumstances. When we feel that we are inadequate, have inadequate resources, help us to listen intently to your voice. And Lord, help us to listen now. Not waiting, but now. Lord, there may be some here this evening that they just need to come and say, Lord, I need to hear your voice now. Speak. Even as, Lord, even as Samuel said, Lord, as you spoke to him, thy servant heareth thee. Speak. Lord, have thy will and way. Lord, I pray in this invitation. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your head?